I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. October 6, 2020. Orange Wine. Idiot Adolf. How to Survive a Tornado, and Crime in the Vatican. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello there. Good day. Good day to you. Why are you so surly? I'm not surly. I'm enjoying the fact that we both showed up today for the Black Shirts Club. Yeah, well, guess what? For the limited viewership of the YouTubes, they can look at Monday's episode and see an even (laughs) more uniform presentation. (laughs) I enjoy it. I did not notice it yesterday. I did. About midway through, and you were saying something serious at the time, so I was like, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't don't bully her with this interruption. Yeah. I think it was when you got to uh, got to the point there at the end where you were about to oh yeah about to cry tear up over what's his name uh, Carlo Acutis Acute yeah Acutis Acutis or, which is it I'm not Italian you tell Carlo me. our boy Carlo yes anyway today is what matters mm-hmm. and today is October sixth. It's an awesome October 6th, if you don't mind my saying. Of course it is. You know why? Because it's National Orange Wine Day. Orange wine. Yep. That is a big W-T-F for me. Naughty mouth. I said W-T-F. It's Whiskey uh, Tango Foxtrot is what I was talking about. Also filthy. Also filthy. Yeah. Because it stands for the other. I've been using that all these years. Yeah. There's, there's many more. Anything that comes from the military, you need to assume, has some profanity baked in. Okay. Anyway, National Orange Wine Day. It is a relatively new holiday, I believe, first celebrated in 2018. Well, that is new. Mm-hmm. However, orange wine is not new, nor is it made from orange fruit. Okay, that's a relief. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought. Like, no. I reject it. It is made with white wine, grapes, 
they are treated the same way as they do red wine grapes. So it's fermented with the grape skin. This is ultimately what produces varying hues of yellow, orange, amber, even sometimes brown. Okay, I mean... Maybe that's the prison version. I, I don't guess. know. Yes. So the, the truly traditional way of yeah. making it yeah. dates back somewhere between six and 8,000 years ago. Wow. That would be 6,000 and 8,000, not like it's either six years ago or 8,000 <laughs> years ago. We're not sure. And it's not that broad. It's between 6,000 and 8,000 years ago. Okay, okay, okay. They, they used, uh, or still would, a, an earthen clay vessel usually lined with beeswax. They fill it with what they're going to ferment and then they bury it. That is a natural means of a temperature-controlled fermentation. With okay. If you're familiar with yeast and how that works, it requires a temperature range. Yes. So, now it's my guess that it's the winos who founded this holiday because it's barely two years old and they've already extended the celebration to an entire week. Hell yeah. It's like... All right. The legitimacy just flew out the window when I read that part. Catalina wine mixer. Uh, but their, yeah, <laughs> their claim is uh, that they have this burning desire to spread greater awareness about orange wines. So they need the extra days to make up the whole week. I mean, they're welcome to. There's so many ways to be in this world. And apparently an orange wine aficionado is one of the ways. Well, it's white wine. I understand that. What I was going to suggest that they do is not serve them in a traditional, like a crystal wine goblet. They need to get like... Um, a ram horn. Okay, a ram horn because, is a direction you yeah, can go. Yeah, the other sure. yellowy, orangey wine yeah, is mead. Exactly. Or okay. honey beer, honey well, wine. I was going to suggest like a goblet, like you might see on the Game of Thrones set or okay. something. Like something opaque where you can't really engage with the color. Makes it more expensive. True goblets need jewels encrusted in them. Uh -huh. That's a, that would be another hurdle that they have to overcome yeah. to celebrate. So I'll tell you who doesn't have jeweled goblets. Who's that? The next thing on the list here. Oh, okay. Well, in 16 and 83, the first Mennonites arrive in America. They don't use the goblets. No. Are they teetotalers? I don't know. Okay. Well... We can ask my friend and longtime co-host Rebecca Hoffer, who is Mennonite. Yes. If that is true. Ask her if she's got a, a jewel encrusted goblet. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> if she does, I want to see a picture. Okay. Well, this all began with 13 families of German and Dutch origin Mennonites settling in an area that's now a neighborhood in Philadelphia, PA. I also want to know if she knew this. I bet she does, but I'll ask her just straight up. I'll be like, I'm hey. past the days of life where I give people the benefit of the doubt. I want to know. Okay, I will text her, hey, Mennonite. I'll just call her a Mennonite. Do it. What happened that was important in 1683? And see what she says. How are you going to pop back if the response is slow? I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. What should I do? you got to come up with some kind of a soft Mennonite insult. <laughs> You know, just like if somebody was reading a map and couldn't find where they were going, you'd be like, come on, Indiana Jones, you'd throw something okay. on. Okay. So you got to have something in the Mennonite realm. I'll say, come on, Pennsylvania Dutch. Is that good? I don't know. Is I don't that feel like that's, back? I don't know if that's a real dig or not. What else? 
I don't know what else we could do. We'll, we'll, we'll find We'll it. have to research it. We're going to cancel the show now so we can go look at that. The good news is we've got time to sleep on it because this doesn't actually pertain to anything until tomorrow for us, although it is in the present. Stop ruining the space-time continuum. <laughs> I like to keep it a little off balance. You, Wherever I land, you go the opposite. <laughs> on purpose. You're a spiteful, spiteful harpy. It's the, yes, I am both of those things. And <laughs> it is the passive, the, the classic passive aggressiveness of Enneagram type nine coming out. I gave you the passive aggressive mm-hmm. coffee mug today. I should have given it. To I mean, myself. more full frontal aggressive. You're full on aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm passive aggressive, which is why I like to mess with your mind about what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jerk. Yeah. Well, 1939, Mm -hmm. Adolf Hitler formally denies that his mustache makes him look like an idiot. All right. Some experts claim that it was actually him who made the mustache look idiotic. (laughs) I don't know. There was actually something about him, but I didn't care. And then I saw the picture of him as I was reading it, and I thought, hey, you look like an idiot. Wait, was that a not, that was not a true fact? No, that was completely Oh my gosh, up. I totally would have believed that. <laughs> I would have gone through my whole life believing that at one point. Tell somebody. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, it's October 6th. You know what happened today, don't you? <laughs> the old idiot mustache man. All right. Well, in 1866, the Reno brothers pulled the first train robbery in America. Uh, they got away with... $10,000, which is 163000 in today's dollars and cents. Yes. That means not too shabby. The efficacy of that effort would be judged by how many Reno brothers there are. Okay. With each additional brother, the split gets smaller. Oh, for sure. I was, in my mind, I was imagining only two, but maybe there was maybe a whole gang of Reno Could have been brothers. a group of lax, lapsed Catholics. It could have been 15 <laughs> of them dudes running around. Could have been. You never know. Okay, well, in 1961, President, speaking of Catholics, last and otherwise, uh, President John F. Kennedy advises American families to build bomb shelters to protect them from atomic fallout in the event of a nuclear war. Mm -hmm. This is in peak Cold War era. Right, and evidently before science developed. Yes, yeah, because a bomb shelter isn't going to protect you from atomic fall. No, you're no good. No. <laughs> okay, well, hey, I think that JFK had the best intentions yeah, at heart. Yeah, either that or he owned stock in well, materials companies. Maybe not him, but his dad probably did. I don't know. Was his dad still Kennedy? alive then? Yes. Is he still alive now? No. When did he die? I don't know. You're not awesome today. I am. I'm a beginning. I'm a fledgling Kennedy um, historian. <laughs> Who's your of the? Who's your favorite Kennedy? Of the yeah, who, of the whole clan family. It doesn't have to be a Kennedy by blood. Well, then it's Jackie O. Jackie for sure. O. Yes, there is no doubt. She's about pretty that. fascinating. Yes, she is. Was yes. Yeah. Um. What about you? I deeply appreciate. The iconic style of JFK. Okay. But as it comes to people, she's definitely more fascinating to me than anyone else. There are a few, not small number of members of the family that I feel like, hmm, they're they're a disappointment. Okay. Now, I'm surprised you didn't go with Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
who was at one time. Now that's true. Connected but, to the Kennedys via his wife, yes. ex-wife Maria Shriver. He's certainly at least once removed at it, this point. Uh, yes. I I like him a lot. I he's a he's fascinating good. dude. Yep. And I'll I'll just go ahead because I'm, I'm sure I'll forget by the end. Okay. If you want to see something truly fascinating, entertaining, mm-hmm. you need to go watch his documentary from the way back called Pumping Iron. Okay. Even if you don't if you don't care about that whole scene back in the day, it's fascinating. Is fascinating. it available? Excuse me, I had a bubble in my throat. I enjoyed it. How embarrassing. I wish you would edit that out, but I know you won't. I won't. <laughs> uh, when you say it's his documentary, is it a documentary that follows him? It, it centers around him, but you're going to catch all of the major figures that were in that Mr. Olympia okay. type bodybuilding world at the time. So there's quite a bit with uh, Lou Ferrigno in there as well. The Hulk. The original Hulk. Okay. Um, I do wonder if it's available on the streaming devices. Somewhere somewhere it's got to be. Even if it costs a little, it's worth a watch. It's fascinating. Okay. Well, let's wind this sweater yarn all the way back to the sweater. Yes, sorry. uh, Which was JFK advising uh, American families build a bomb shelter. In 1962, Life magazine headlined the story, The Drive for Mass Shelters, including... A stunning example of a pre-internet clickbait teaser. New facts you must know about Fallout. Indeed. That's some good magazine cover copywriting. I yes. got to give it to life yes. for them. For that. Um, so how two booklets were published instructing people how they could build their own shelters. The Douglas Fir Plywood Association ran an ad that read, and we quote from this here, new from Plywood Research, two effective family fallout shelters well within the means and ability of the average homeowner to build. Terrifying. Right? Yeah. Fully approved by the Department of Defense. <laughs> but, which which drunk did they get a hold of over there? <laughs> uh, we'd like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Here. Here's my stamp of approval. Exactly. Both call for simple, economical construction with big panels of waterproof plywood combined with concrete block or sand or gravel fill. Pick your poison. It, it was dependent. Those those selections were dependent upon whether you were building above or below ground. Okay. Which okay. is even more hilarious to me that you're going to have a plywood cinder block shelter above ground that's going to withstand yeah. fallout. And they were trying. Strong, safe, dependable, durable. Send 25 cents and a coupon below for a booklet with plans and information, end quote. That feels like an ad you might find in the back of, like, Boy's Life magazine. Right. Well, I'll tell you, this whole thing reeks of, if you recall, the story I've told you about my first instructions received on how to survive a tornado. I don't think that was on the public show. It wasn't. Do you want to reveal this? Oh, gosh. Now I'm going to be required to tell it the same way I did the last time. It's one of my favorite stories from your childhood. It is the one that has left a lasting impression on me. And that's saying something because we both grew up in Tornado Alley. I thought I had heard every piece of tornado advice there ever was. And yet you surprised me with this. It's maybe the best you've ever received. That's for sure. So I definitively grew up redneck, but there was... 
a young age at which my dad found himself propelled into upper management and it's probably why I'm now able to code switch a little bit yes. because exposures to multiple things at a good impressionable age. Yes. So we we had moved cities um, and we'd moved into a neighborhood. I, it was not new construction, but it, it was new-ish, I guess. And there was a new school, mm-hmm. um, relatively speaking, nearby that was like, oh, you got to, you know, if you're if you're up and coming or if you've already arrived, you've got to get your kids to this elementary school. Okay, so it was the hoity-toity. Right, right, it was. Now, they built this school on the very edge of the, these nice neighborhoods. And, of course, as is the case, then there was what used to be rural property nearby mm-hmm. with people still residing there who also fell into the school district. Sure, of course. And so I was in class, and uh, one of my classmates, his name was Lee. Mm-hmm. I'll try to not say his last name. I often find myself just <laughs> saying it anyway. Um, but in the off chance that he has any innocence left to protect, I, I want to do my part. <laughs> Good man. Okay. So he was, he was from one of these more you know, recently, previously rural homes. And uh, he, had pretty, he had a pretty rough family. Um, I think his mom cycled through boyfriends on the regular. And yeah, uh, yeah, they were, they were there to give him manly advice mm-hmm. and whatnot. But we were so, and Lee was the kind of guy who he vied for attention through telling and standing by, just vehemently standing by the most outrageous lies that you've ever heard, but then not everything he said was a lie. Some of it was just like, that's bizarre, but it fits. Yep. Um, as an example of that, and this would have been, gosh, early 80s, there was some plane, uh, it was a U.S. plane that had gone down over the ocean. All passengers died, all of that. And he, he got into a major argument with our teacher insisting that his grandmother had been on the plane and swam to shore. Holy and the teacher, it. foolishly, trying to argue with a fool in their folly, <laughs> she goes and, and looks up in the article and points out, well, you know, Lee, the plane was this many miles offshore. There's no way anybody could swim that distance, much, much less yeah. a grandmother. Yeah. And he was like, my grandma was an Olympic swimmer. I mean, you, know, he just, <laughs> you couldn't slow him down. He always had an answer. He ended up... Uh, getting both his name and three check marks behind it on the board, which meant 15 minutes after school, parents called deep shit, right? <laughs> yes. So that's Lee. Okay. Well, one day we're in class and we're going over, I'm sure as part of the responsible curriculum, tornado safety. And just like I'm sure now with fire and everything else, they, you know, they go through stuff in class and then they want to send kids home you know, delivering to their parents the demand that they have a tornado plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And yes. it was it was in the follow-up of this. She, you know, given all of us guidelines, sent everybody home to do this, come back, and then was asking, you know, who who has a plan? Who wants to share their family's plan? And, you know, Lee's hand shoots up like a rocket. Of course it does. And you're, ooh, oh, ooh. And she's trying to look <laughs> everywhere except him. I don't think anybody else raised their hand. And, it, you know, it was going to get awkward if she didn't call on mm-hmm. him. She finally does. And it was one of the one of the transient boyfriends that uh, yeah. had given Lee the grand advice that in Oklahoma, <laughs> if there's a tornado coming, your best bet 
And he gave full details. Yeah. You go out onto the west side of your house. You reach down and grab your ankles. You pull your head through and kiss your ass goodbye. And this and Lee related this verbatim, not having any idea that without a trace of yeah, irony that you couldn't that, that it wasn't a good idea that you couldn't say this in school, much less at a hoity-toity grade school and all of that. And I've remembered that advice my whole life. Yep. I'm yet unable to get my head pulled all the way through, so I'm not yet tornado safe. But at least I know. At least you know what the correct response is. Yes. All right. I love that story. It's a good one. Um, In the meantime, Congress appropriated, going back to the fallout shelters. The story that we can't finish. Yeah. uh, Congress appropriated $169 million to locate, mark, and stock fallout shelters in existing and private buildings. Americans then followed along, many going so far as to hoard canned goods, survival gear, Weapons and ammunition. These are, of course, our our primordial preppers yes. in our country. Now, I did want to make one quick note. I know we've dragged the story on for freaking forever, <laughs> but one quick note: my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, that had a home in Kansas City, uh, had a fully stocked fallout shelter in their basement. Yeah, and I cannot remember, and so I don't want to speak incorrectly. I think that house was built in the forties. Does that feel right? As you remember yeah, it? Yeah. So I don't know if, because I'm sure in the 40s there was some fear of, like, what if we get bombed because of World War II? I don't know if it was... Could have been a conversion after the fact. I do think it was a conversion after the fact. And my grandparents... Did you see any Douglas for Plywood Association brand marks on anything? <laughs> I don't recall that there were. But I do recall that my grandparents let us go down in the basement and there were, like, I mean, again, it was the 80s. There was, like, sharp tools and all kinds right. of stuff all over in the basement, they sent us down there to get ice cream out of the freezer. Um, but the fallout shelter was off limits. Yes. Absolutely off limits. And I do wonder now, in retrospect, if there was some, maybe a little something to protect yourself with in there. I don't know. I wonder, between what obviously was a prolific number of Americans who followed suit with preparation like this, between that and the government effort of all of these facilities stocked, all of that hand in hand or arm in arm with the government's inefficiency at things. How many of those were not recorded well, forgotten, whatever. I wonder how many caches of treasure even today are still unfound. That's a good question. We should start breaking into abandoned older homes and searching. Who knows what we might find? You know what? That would be a good podcast series. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be a good TV series, be a right? Great TV Film series. Film it with the iPhone down in there, the yes. single light, and yeah. yeah, totally. We present that at what uh, Tribeca or one of those indie mm-hmm. things. Yep. Let's do it. Let's trademark that idea immediately. Did it done? Trademarked. Well, 1987. Moving ahead a little bit in time, switching gears away from nuclear fallout to. Pop culture magic. Pop culture fallout. Pop culture fallout. George Michael releases his single, Faith. You gotta have it. You gotta have faith, faith, faith. It's very earwormy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everyone. You shouldn't be. It's a good time. Okay. Well, 1993. This was, in fact, the year before the greatest senior class of all time. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan announces his retirement from the NBA. Oh, yes. I think he'd won three championships at that point. And then a mere two years later, he returns. 
yeah. wins another three titles. There we go. Um, it's There was a whole slew. And I don't think anybody believed he was retiring because I believe it was prior to him, though it may have just been in the neighborhood of the same time. There were at least two other major players who had done the same thing. Um, they, they'd retired and then it's, they're just like on board and came back and yeah. had a great second career. Well, not all of them had a great second career. He did. There yeah. were others that were like, now, bro, you, you blew it. What was that Michael Jordan sort of biopic documentary that just came out on Netflix? I do in not the know. Past few months, I do not know. Anyway, remember how we've kind of talked about how Taylor Swift did this with Miss Americana, and right. then at the Paris Hilton one. Don't watch that one. Um, but he had a similar uh, situation where it was a sort of like documentary of him and his life, but he was majorly involved in the production of it and those types of things. Anyway, interesting. I would say. <clears throat> Retrospect, because I knew a lot about him as a child. He was one of the premier sports figures, right? Yes. In retrospect, looking at him, his life, his story, looking at Kobe Bryant, who honestly shares a lot of similarities uh, with him, was not was also a great player. Was not as great, mm-hmm. um, I don't think. Somebody might want to fight over that. I'm not too concerned, though. Mm-hmm. Um, in any event, that. Both of these guys found the intersection of of the dog snoring. Mm-hmm. They found their intersection of the thing that they loved and the thing that they could <clears throat> do to satisfy clients, if you will. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And that I think sense. probably both of them appreciated abundance, appreciated some things about the certain way. Yeah, that <clears throat> makes sense. That makes sense. Um, can I tell you a... Oh, wait, we're not to trending yet. Okay, keep going. Okay. Um, random trivia thought for the day, affiliated with no date in particular. Most cats do not realize they are internet superstars. <laughs> Feel free to think on that. That's right. That's right. And nor would they care even if they could realize it. They would walk away from the camera. Aloof. Cold. Cold indifference. Um, this is me. Or they'd scratch their face on the lens and get spittle on it and then walk away and make sure to show the lens its butthole because cats are gross like that. They love that butthole shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a weird opportunity. Yeah, nice transition. Show this now. Um, in 2012, Paolo Gabriel, Pope Benedict XVI's butler, is found guilty of leaking confidential documents and is sentenced to 18 months imprisonment. Amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea. Was he imprisoned in Vatican City? That I don't know. I didn't didn't go look into any of it. I just thought that was wild because I'd not heard of it. Yeah. I think the Pope may be better guarded, protected than any human in the history of the world. Just Mm. ongoing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then to think that your butler, your that is, private, yeah. trusted, you know, yeah. staffer is uh, capable of that betrayal, it's not, it's not good. Not enjoyable. Mm-mm. That'll get you in prison, imprisoned somewhere, something in a prison. Yep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, 2019. For all of you who enjoy a conspiratorial thought, in 2019, so think about this now, there's only a few months left in the year, right? Out of nowhere, tens of thousands of Hong Kong protesters march in defiance of a new ban on face masks. That's weird. Now, Hong Kong is roughly 500 miles directly south of... What's, is it, what, Wuhan? Wuhan, yeah, where this all broke out. Uh So are you saying that? It feels weird to me. Okay. Why, why would we have all of a sudden a ban on masks that obviously was very, to have tens of thousands of people from a single city show up, that's a pretty significant part of their culture that you've just been like, now you know what? No more face masks. Right. It feels weird. It does. Okay. All right. I'm going to do some side Googling. Okay. I'm trying to process this as you're saying it. It's so. a lot. In just a few, well, one short sentence that I elaborated <laughs> into many. <laughs> I will hit up the internet specifically. I'm going to go check this out on Reddit. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a trending, not trending, because you didn't put this okay. in your notes. I have not told you this. You Well, then how could I have put it in my notes? Well, you overlooked this, no, but I haven't told you about it's it yet. What I mean You're double-talking me. Well, here's the thing. What I mean to say You're is... You're a bully. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean to say is it's not actually trending. It's oh, okay. just something that I want to tell you. Okay. That happened trending over- in my mind. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it happened over the weekend. I don't think you know this because you do not keep up with sports ball scores. I don't. But over the weekend in Austin, Texas, TCU beat the University of Texas football team in a real nail-biter. Excellent. It came down to who's going to win in the last few seconds of the game. TCU beat UT. That's a a mild coup. It is. It is. I've, uh, obviously we were in San Marcos, which is from our campus to... 6th Street is in Austin is 30 miles like to the dot. Yeah. Why I know this is unimportant, but uh, very familiar with that program for a lot of years. We spend a lot of time visiting with their staff, crossed paths with them a lot of places, but also back and forth and visited with each other. And as much of a really solid human being as was Mac Brown, mm-hmm. man, it, the program was just dissolving mm. throughout the the end of his tenure there. And so this would have been the early aughts, really. Yeah. Early well, on into the the mid and even late, things just continuing to degrade there. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it was a shame. Like I said, he's a, he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, I've never met anybody with a greater capacity to remember people's names. He oh. must have met annually 10,000 people. Right. At least. And I met him once. He remembered my name every time I ran into him afterwards, mm -hmm. no matter if I had changed location. Well, it didn't matter. It's just incredible. And that's part of the reason I think he was so beloved. People felt important oh, because sure, he remembered their name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that program just has been on the decline, and there's no good reason. So it would have been, you know, he, 2005, uh, was their national championship year okay. with uh, it Vince Young, I believe, was the quarterback that really was the magic of the program. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty much the last glimmer, things degrading from there. Um, didn't matter who they brought in yeah. on the heels of that. We wondered for the longest time, you know, how, how's this happening? Because this is a program with more money mm -hmm. than anybody can imagine. I think, I think the football program between ticket sales and uh, paraphernalia mm -hmm. brought in over $100 million a year. Yeah. It supported football. It supported all the other sports oh, at the university. Athletics. Sure, yes. Uh, so it's a big deal. The boosters are obviously outrageous amounts of money that come in from that. Yeah. And so you've got the money. You've got the prestige being mm -hmm. the university of in a state. Should have been an instance where they could have recruited just about anybody in the nation that they wanted to. There's a whole lot of stuff I won't go into about where that looked to be falling apart. Yeah. But yeah, it's just been curious to watch a, a dynasty crumble and they've, they've not managed to turn the corner. I know coach Herman, who's there now, uh, is a good guy. I've, I've worked with him. What, two, three years. Can't remember. Mm -hmm. Three years. I think two years. I don't know. Something, one of those two. Well, uh, and going into this game, UT was ranked number nine in the nation. Right. Right. And that's nothing to take away from what TCU does. And is capable. They've done a great job there, starting without the same yeah. budget. Still a great budget, but without the same, yeah. Just interesting. And, and you know, I think anybody that's a sports ball fan can look back over time and see, you know, OU isn't the dynasty they once were. Mm -hmm. Nebraska isn't the dynasty they once mm -hmm. were. There's These are still teams that regularly flirt with top ranks, mm -hmm. but they aren't the powerhouses that they right. once were. Right, right, right. Just interesting to watch. And it's the problem then is that for that booster base, because it's typically older people that have the money to do that. Right. Well, they want to see the glory days return. Yes. And so even if UT ended up tied with TCU for conference champ and beat them out through politics to play in the national championship game, it would still be a real rock in the craw that lowly TCU, exactly. the whipping boy of the old Southwest Conference. That's what I was going to say. I, I am surprised the direction that you took because TCU is an alma mater of yours, mm -hmm. and it is the former cellar dweller of yeah. the Southwest Conference. So anyway... I'm thrilled for them. Yeah. Don't, don't let my lamenting about the other take yeah. anything away from their accomplishment. If I had to pick who I wanted to win, yeah. it would have been TCU. All right. Go Frogs. Okay. So, again, trending in my mind only. Perfect. A little pathway through Texas football. All right. Only about three right. people cared about that. Two of them are sitting Two right here. Two of them are here. Third one has not been found. Um, I thought it might be interesting to meander our way through a few very famous movie quotes that were not part of the script. Okay. That sounds fun. Yeah. 
Um, so, Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. who everybody knows Speaking from of UT. being shirtless. Yeah, UT, <laughs> he showed up. I was there one time watching a spring ball practice when he showed up. He showed up regularly to watch practice. Yeah. Uh, invariably, Matt Brown would let McConaughey give a speech after practice. I think, according to some of the coaches there, about the half half the time he was high and um, it made no sense whatsoever. That's right. But uh, you know, you you cater to the money, right? Yes. So he had uh, thirty minutes to prepare for a last minute addition scene to the nineteen ninety three. Coming of age movie, Dazed and Confused. Dazed and Confused. Mm -hmm. He'd been listening to a live recording of The Doors before the film started. The story checks out. Right? That feels totally Absolutely, probably had a joint in each hand. Yeah. Well, in between tracks on this recording, Jim Morrison repeatedly said the word all right several times. Thus, the now classic line, all right, all right, all right. Yes. He ad-libbed into the film. Okay. So it wasn't in the script, but right. he just had that in his mind. All right, all right, all right. Yep. That is hilariously awesome. And that's a great movie. I haven't seen it in years. Maybe it's Indeed. a terrible movie. Maybe yeah. it doesn't hold up. It's I don't good. Know. It's good. Do you want me to keep doing these since I've read them, or do you, you want to read a few? You probably should. I don't have my reading glasses on, so I might okay. not be able to capture all of the words on all the right. screen. Well, all right, all right, all right. Uh, the most famous line from Titanic. Do you know it? Um, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> That's your favorite part because you're dirty. You're a dirty redhead. No, when he's standing at the bow of the boat, oh, he's got yes. the arm. I'm the king of the world, I'm right? The king of the world, yes. That was not in the script. Okay. Director James Cameron revealed. It was made up on the spot after several other lines they'd tried just didn't work. He told DiCaprio, all right, I've got one for you. Just say, I'm the king of the world. And spread your arms out wide and just be in the moment and just love it and celebrate the moment. And it worked. And there you go. Now he's the king of the world. I'm sure DiCaprio's probably would, he'd tell the story that it was his idea. Oh, I'm sure that's right. Yes. Um, this one's dumb. I'm skipping it. Okay. There's a few that are not, not as iconic as they'd like you to yes. believe. Um, for those of you who may be zero that are fans of the Terminator movies, mm. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This is the, this is the one where now Schwarzenegger is the good guy. He's, okay. he's the good robot instead of the bad robot, if okay. I remember correctly. At one point in time as he's dealing with this better version of technology trying to fight it off. Yeah. He makes the statement. Are you ready? Yeah. It's big. I need a vacation. It's pretty dumb, right? Um, and it was actually, and in Schwarzenegger's a well-known ad liberties movies. Get to the chop. Get to the chop. It'd been better if he'd pulled that out. Yeah. Um, it, it's dumb, but it's even dumber because it's a line that he'd ad libbed a year earlier in Kindergarten Cop where it was actually a little bit more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, good old Arnie. I love this one. Again, we may be limited, uh, or, or people may be limited by age and exposure as to whether or not they would have seen the original movie Jaws. Mm -hmm. If you have, and you should if you haven't, because it is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. It's an excellent movie. Uh, what was actually not in the script was the line, you're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. Which was a statement made by the crusty 
dude giving advice when they realized what they were dealing with. Now, beautifully, the this was an onset catchphrase before the line ever entered really? into the movie. It was an online onset catchphrase. Anytime anything went wrong, from lunch delays, camera issues, whatever, somebody'd be like, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Just it was their inside running joke and. Uh, actor Roy Schneider had actually then, as a result of that, he'd tried the line in several different scenes before that finally was the one where it's like, yeah, that, that works there. I love it. Yeah. That's a good, that's good movie lore right there. Uh, have you seen The Shining? I have not. I have not either. I have seen this epic Scene. I do feel like I've seen scenes from The Shining, but I have never sat down and watched it front to finish. You have Jack Nicholson doing the "Here's Johnny" yes. crazy, crazy face, all of that. Yeah. Uh, this was his his ad lib into things. Really? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I, Jack Nicholson seems like somebody who would throw in some ad libs. I would imagine it's hard to keep him on script. Well, speaking of. Was that from A Few Good Men? Yeah, I was going to skip it, but we'll keep it. But it's his memorable one-liner. It's of, one of them. You can't handle the truth. Yes, which has what's not actually the original phrasing. Um, it was supposed to be, you already have the truth. Okay. But he decided to change it on the spot. Or he forgot his lines. Yeah. I feel like he might be another one who shows up moderately inebriated at times. Feels right. I could be wrong. I don't want to sully the man's name. Uh, Casablanca, which we were talking about the other day mm -hmm. because my mind does weird things with words and I was trying to figure out if that means White House. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It may or may not. We never followed through with that bit of research. No, we did not. But the classic line, here's looking at you, kid. Yes. Was actually supposed to be "Here's good luck to you, kid." Okay. And they attribute the line change to something he actually said to co-star Ingrid Bergman when he was teaching her how to play poker off-screen, and that the phrase may be in reference to a poker hand that had a king, queen, and a jack, as all three face cards are looking at you. All right, and then it turned into one of the most epic classic memorable movie lines of all time yes okay um yes how could we possibly not include anchorman because it's a it's a classic movie it right it's highly quotable. it's very good highly yes. highly quotable and what an ad libber yes. will ferrell is yes um so there's a scene i think it's where he's looking for baxter yes of course and his dog yes been stolen disappeared kicked off the, kicked bridge, off the bridge by all, jack black yeah <laughs> and uh, so he's in a phone booth and he's trying to call in, I guess, was he calling the police? I can't remember exactly. But he, he screams as only he can. I'm literally in a glass case of emotion right now. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. He, uh, I think it follows up somewhere on here and says he actually used that at a speech he was giving somewhere okay. afterwards as well, where it was equally inappropriate. And, That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm skipping that one. Okay. Um, again, this one's really old. There's there's a lot of these, though, that if you're familiar with pop culture quotes, maybe you'll be like, I've heard the quote, I have no idea where it came right, from. Right, exactly, yes. Um, from the 1969 Midnight Cowboy, Dustin Hoffman's famous quote, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Right? How we heard I sound that? like a New Yorker? You sounded a little, little Boston-y there. <laughs> 
it was uh, it was actually his response to a car that had tried to cut him off while he was shooting a scene. And, okay. Uh, it was just it was so good. They fresh in the in. brain. Yeah. yeah. He stuff. was he would actually he as he would describe it what was in his head was we're making a movie here and then it just came out. I'm locked in here. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Okay. I'm skipping that one. I hate that movie. You probably like it. I don't care. Taxi Driver. Again, older movies maybe you're not familiar with. 1986, Taxi Driver. Robert De Niro has uh, a monologue. Now, I know you've seen this recreated in other movies. He's standing in front of a mirror, and he does the, you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was, that was his ad-lib. And I think he ad-libbed maybe even that entire scene. I cannot recall, and I'm not in the mood to read through the whole thing again. That feels right. I could see them just like turning on the camera and just having him just go at it, and he just De Niro's it up. Yes. And I think, well, and I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, uh, we referenced Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. With the violin music, all yes. of that. It's a hilarious movie. Gene Wilder truly is one of the funniest humans ever, even yeah. if even if many of his movies now we would cringe at the social inappropriateness of sure, them. Sure, if you sure, can sure, sure. if you can pause and laugh with comedy and yes. appreciate the heart that was and all of that. Um, anyway, he's so everything about this movie spoofs on Frankenstein, including uh, names where you know Frankenstein is Frankenstein, where Igor is Igor, mm -hmm. and he has a huge eye, one eye that's bigger than the other. There's a uh, a scene, he has a, a hump, he's a hunchback, he has mm -hmm. a hunch on his back, and he actually, he's finding it difficult to do something, and he kind of stands upright and pushes the hump to the other side so he can have better access <laughs> yes. at the stuff, and uh, correlated with, with all of this, Dr. Frankenstein says to him, I don't, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I'm a rather brilliant surgeon, perhaps I could help you with that hump, and Igor responds, what hump? <laughs> Yes, and that was all ad-libbed. Right yes, Gene Wilder, another wasn't grand really, ad-libber. Yeah, it wasn't really in the, in the script. That's funny. Let's see. No, I'm not doing that one. We may be to the end. No, oh Ghostbusters. We better end up. Ghostbusters, there's several here. So Bill Murray, again, prolific yes. ad-libber and stuff. Yeah. Uh, steals the show, honestly, as Peter Vinkman. Yes. Um, much of his role in this was improvised, like many others that uh, he's done. Uh, uh, uh. Um, very good at going off script amongst his lines in this, or back off, man, I'm a scientist. Mm -hmm. um, he slimed me. Okay, that seems like that would have even been in the script. And then the then the, the largest of the three, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. That's hilarious that that was ad-libbed. That movie has come back into our life with the twins' newfound obsession with it. Indeed. And... Uh, it's that's a good one. Oops, I awesome. clicked a thing and we're gone from that. Okay, so what I wanted to come back to with this, you know, all of these that were mentioned are these come from the A players, mm -hmm. the the people that have been in a million movies that have had yeah. an incredible career. That I would attribute this to the fact that the most enjoyable art that can be created is when somebody is fully being themselves. Mm -hmm. And so 
what is ad-libbing other than you just really being engrossed in the moment yeah. and being your best version of you in that moment. You're just in the zone. Yes. And you, as an actor, I can only imagine, just like fully embody where you are. Are you saying you collectively? Or were you saying to me, Kyle, you as an actor? Because I'm not actually, at least I'm not a professional actor. <laughs> the actor <laughs> then embodies the character and... Yeah, the, truly, and they're in the flow, they're in the zone, and yes. it just comes out, yeah. and that ends up being it's, it's, iconic. It's this combination of passion and giving yourself permission yeah. to just fully embrace it and go. Right. I would wager that the best episodes you've ever created on your show are when you are fully in the flow of being you. Yeah, that sounds right. Cool. Well, watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Whirl, whirl. Also known as Whirl. Mm -hmm. Take your pick to watch of all those movies we just talked through. They're mm -hmm. all classics. Mm -hmm. If there's one or more you haven't heard of, maybe it's time to give them a watch. All right. I haven't watched a number of them, so I've got my work cut You're out for me. going to be busy. In light of that, we'll have no read for the day. Yeah, we have no read. You've reason. got movies to I watch. i got to watch all those classic films. Uh, if you wanted to listen to something, why not go listen to Faith by George Michael, just for fun. I will tell you another listen that I listened to over the weekend, a new episode from a Reply All podcast, is called America's Hottest Talk Line. And it is an interesting, you know, Reply All, they like to take stories that are have to do with technology, the internet, but it's really a human interest show, of course. So this particular story is ostensibly about how lots of like municipal governments were accidentally giving out a phone number that led people to a sex hotline, basically. Nice, nice. Um, and so, you know, they go through all of this untangle. It's a great episode, great reporting, great episode. But I just want to tell you at the very end, there's a story that made me cry. And I was like, I did not expect to cry as we are listening to a story about a fun sex hotline. Interesting. So anyway. It's I'm a, terrified to know. It's a great episode. America's Hottest Hotline, most recent one from Reply All. Well worth the hour of your time to listen. Cool. Lifestyle. I've got a couple things. Do you have anything? Um, not that comes to mind right now. Okay. Well, first and foremost, my new watch is here. Yes, it is. And I am fired up. I've mentioned this in the past. I've given myself permission to have a watch again. Yes. To stop living in scarcity and just get yourself a nice watch. I did. For those of you not watching that don't get to see the my model's hand turning and <laughs> showing you all the yes. light glimmering off of the bezel and all of that. Yes. It is uh, It's a classic sports watch. Nice Metal bands, simple black face, all that good stuff. It's gorgeous. Looks great on you. As it, well, thank you. It looks really natural to it, who you are. It feels right to me. I've got to refigure out how to relearn how to read a watch with hands <laughs> exactly. on Exactly. you got to relearn how to so, tell time. Looking at my phone. Exactly. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Yes, and you've been waiting for this for a while. So yes. it's here. It's on your wrist. You did it. As a, uh, as a style point. Mm. Because this is one that is missed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's in the details that you differentiate yourself yeah. from others. There is a difference in a sports watch and a dress watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sports watch, and I'm not talking about it's got a it's a rubber watch or nylon band. That's 
kind of sport watch, but in terms of a, a little bit more of a refined mm-hmm. presence, mm-hmm. a sport watch is going to have a metal band. The okay. links are going to be decent sized. Okay. okay. Um, if a dress watch has a metal band, it's going to be more intricate and oh, the linkage okay. <clears throat> will okay. not be as big and bulky. The face of the watch itself will not be as aggressive. Think of a diver's watch mm-hmm. with a metal band. That's a sports watch. That makes sense. Um, and this was in that family. It's not a diver, but it's in that family of sport watch in the, in the iconic historical sense of the word. Yes. For a dress watch, you want, again, the smaller face, preferably than a leather band, or if you're well-to-do and can pull off a gold band, uh, you know, you can go that route as well. Interesting. So I'm, no good on the, I'm good on the sports watch front. Okay. I will be noticing the watches of others. You will. You will see, because the especially the the dive watches like the Rolex Submariner, the Omega Seamaster, these... They are a status symbol, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes people grab a status symbol without knowledge of what they're Ah. doing. You will often see those worn inappropriately with a suit. Okay. Well, not by any awesomes because now they know. Now they know. Yeah. Um, The other lifestyle thing, and this is of benefit to more than just me, Mm -hmm. all of us, we just got our order put in so that this weekend our internet will graduate from 45 uh, megabit to one gig. So we are ready for some speed, some accessibility period, because with the usage patterns of... Yes. There are legitimately six of us Mm -hmm. that are all fairly heavy web users, and yeah, we're ready. We're about to have an internet revolution. Indeed. Viva la revolucion. I will probably become an illegal hacker or at least a gray hat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just one more thing in the new wardrobe collection is your gray hat. Okay. Well, it's a different thing. Okay. It's a different thing. All right. In the meantime, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. There is no better version of you than when you are fully embracing and being yourself. If the people around you don't appreciate that version of you, The only change you should make is to who is surrounding you. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.